REC Racial Equity Champions Network, a video and podcast series featuring members of Queen's University Belfast's REC Network. Part 3, The School of Psychology, featuring Dr. Magdalena Ruklovska and Dr. Paddy O'Connor, with Dr. Mairead Corrigan, Sharice Henry and Dr. Iklas El-Karim of the School of Medicine, Dentistry and Biomedical Sciences. In the previous episode, REC Network Series Part 2, my name is Maria Corrigan. I'm from the School of Medicine, Dentistry and Biomedical Sciences. Uh, I am Klaas al Karim. Uh, I am a clinical reader and a consultant in restorative dentistry. Uh, My name is Sharice Henry. I'm from the School of Medicine. I'm currently a fifth year medical student. For more from Dr. Maria Corrigan, Sharice Henry and Dr. Iklas al Karim, see episode 18, Rec Network Part 2. My name is Paddy O'Connor. I'm a lecturer in education at the School of Psychology. Um, I'm of mixed Irish and Zambian descent. Um, I'm the co-champion for equity, diversity and inclusion within the School of Psychology. And I'm also one of the champions on the Racial Equity Network. My name is Magdalena Narikowska. I'm Polish. I'm a carer. I'm a lecturer in the School of Psychology. And together with Paddy, uh, I co-direct a group for equity, diversity and inclusion in the School of Psychology. I'm also a member of the Racial Equity Network at Queen's. So Magda and I, um, we both lead um, our school's equity, diversity and inclusion group. Um, and it was really set up on the back of a lot of the great work that our SWAN committee uh, does. Um, and, you know, having a group that was committed to looking at issues of diversity and inclusion um, is really central to our school. Um, we have um, a large cohort of international students at master's level. Um, and really our group's main focus is to, to listen to those voices of those students to see really where we can improve in, in terms of um, you know, what we do as a school. Um, our staff are also committed to you know, including more diversity in terms of their teaching um, and certainly we are there to try and um, to support them as best as we can in terms of doing that. So our EDI group is pretty much in its infancy as well. Um, our committee comprises ourselves, um, staff members, um, members from our internationalization committee as well. Um, and we also have students at both um, undergraduate and postgraduate level who assist in promoting EDI um, and also listening to the concerns of students. Um, we also try and put some um, events on and our main focus this year is try and put events on that not only um, support our students in understanding some of the EDI issues of um, a lot of um, our cohort um, at undergraduate, postgraduate level, but also looking to find um, speakers to come in and speak to our staff about best ways of trying to decolonize the curriculum and kind of diversify um, the literature that they, they teach um, at undergraduate and postgraduate level. And also ourselves, you know, recently we've just begun um, a piece of research looking at students' experiences of EDI within the, um, within the school um, and looking at how, for example, first-year undergraduate students, how they perceive our teaching in terms of its um, diversity, um, whether they have any ideas on how we could you know, um, include more diverse um, literature in the, in the topics that we do teach. Ali mentioned we worked with colleagues from the Internationalization Committee. There is already a lot of work being done on uh, promoting EDI uh, led by this one committee and many other committees. 
So we're the official task force, but very often our work uh, relates to promoting other initiatives that are already in place that uh, are being implemented by our colleagues. And also, I think that we've been in place about two years now, and uh, it took us some time to accept that uh, decolonizing and diversifying the curriculum just takes time. And it's only now, after extensive training, that we start to notice some patterns and think about potential solutions or change uh, to be made in the future. So there's so many biases that we're not even aware of in psychology as a discipline. I mean, uh, we are here in the UK talking about decolonization of curriculum, but all the curriculum in psychology is in English, right? So like, the mere medium and ways in which we publish our research, in which we communicate our research to the world are dominated by a small number of countries, Western high-income democratic countries. And in fact, we neglect 90% of the globe. So just hearing these voices and bringing them forward is a process that's, that's going to take generations, hopefully as little time as possible. But it's even hard to imagine a different world and we're slowly working to make progress in that, but uh, it's a long process. Facing the stereotypes. To be honest, I mean, of course, Brexit it was a major event, but uh, I didn't feel like it caused me issues with regards to belonging. Probably because, uh, I mean, as I mentioned, I'm Polish. I moved out of Poland in 2004, and I lived in France in, for about 10 years, starting from 2004. So that was around the time when France opened uh, their job market to other uh, European countries, especially with uh, for new European members. So I think that uh, that that is where my so socialization in Western countries happened, and uh, that was probably the time where I had a lot of messages about uh, high versus low quality immigrants and about. Uh, immigrants from Poland and how uh, they are way more suitable for certain jobs rather than others. And I will let you guess what the suitable jobs for Polish immigrants are. I think that everyone knows in uh, many countries. So uh, this is where I faced most of these stereotypes. And uh, I think that I had my share of these when I was an undergraduate student and uh, a graduate student later. Uh, and uh, when I was arriving to Queens, it was already from a perspective of a staff member. and. Uh, at a relatively peaceful time where I managed to see my difference as a source of uh, interesting and powerful things rather than as handicap as I saw it for years earlier. But uh, you know, at some point uh, you just get so many of these microaggressions or comments about where you're from or, or what's this language that you're speaking that it just, uh, it just stops being a source of problems and uh, you just see it as a difference that gives you power and uh, fuels your anger rather than uh, anything else. Resonances. Yeah, absolutely. Once Sheree said about people asking where you're from, so my skin color to some people seems incongruent with my accent. Um, still now I get comments about it. Um, in fact, I was actually racially abused outside the Whitla Hall by I don't know who it was, um, but what I can say in terms of uh, positives is that even though I find that there's not a lot of people who look like me within my school, um, you know, the staff and students are fantastic and, you know, at no point do I ever feel, you know, um, you know, in any way bad for the way I look, for the way I talk or anything like that, um, you know, and, you know, I do find that 
my experience of Queen's has been quite different to my experience up until before I came to Queen's. So I've been here since 2011. Um, so I've been here as a student, um, a PhD student, a research assistant, and now I work as a lecturer. Um, and I think now I kind of reflect on a lot of you know experiences I had when I was younger, some of which, Therese, I think, um, which you said are very, you know, they definitely resonate with me. Um, and I look back at them and think, you know, they just, they really weren't right. And I think I'm in a much more stronger position to call out when these things happen, whether it happens to me personally, or whether it happens to you know, other students or other staff. Um, um, but certainly I think the experiences I've had have made me a lot more resilient. Um, it's not to say that, you know, growing up as somebody of, of mixed race in Belfast is a negative experience. Far from it, you know, there have been isolated incidents um, where I have felt uncomfortable um, and incidents where I do feel that people have, you know, you know committed some microaggressions. But on the whole, my experience of um, working at Queen's and as a student at Queen's um, in terms of my identity has been wholly positive. Initiatives and aims. I think one of the things is that we are worried that students are maybe not sure about where to report incidents that do happen. So we, at both postgraduate and undergraduate level, we have really made a concerted effort to promote report and support as a means of um, reporting incidents. So at every juncture, um, whether that's inductions in person, also in module handbooks, um, just to make students aware that you know there is somewhere that they can report these incidents. Um, another thing we try to do as well is to promote the Think Different, Act Differently training. Um, I know some schools um, they embed it into their curriculum, um, but for ourselves, you know, it, it's been a kind of work in progress to get students really to see you know why it's important, um, and you know, especially considering we do have such a, a diverse student body. Um, at undergraduate and at postgraduate level. Um, one of the things that we've been trying to do is to look at ways that we can promote that training um, so that people are more aware of it and they'll actually be more likely to engage in it at the, at the um, student level. At the staff level, we have quite a good, um, we have a good um, a number of staff who have completed the training. So um, that's really positive, but we definitely want to see more, more students do it. And I suppose in terms of you know, our own EDI group, I think one of the, the key things we want to do is to try and find out you know, what are we doing well um, and where can we improve. Um, and that's why we've developed this questionnaire which we've sent out to level one students and we'll, we'll follow up with the other years um, after Christmas. Because sometimes it's, it's, it's difficult really to ascertain you know, what are the big issues um, among students in terms of you know, how they view our curriculum in terms of even how they integrate with, with other students. And I think, as you said earlier, Sharice, you know, one of the big problems we worry about is that we, our international students feel alienated compared to, you know, our native students, you know, many of whom have, you know, came from sixth year from the same schools. Um, our internationalisation committee has an international body scheme where we have um, local students um, and also non-native students who have been around for a couple of years who will support new and common um, international students um, and meet up with them, show them um, around um, and get them familiar um, with Belfast and, and with the school. So 
there are a few initiatives um, I've probably forgotten about some. I don't know if you think of any might. I mean, uh, maybe something to highlight is the level of pastoral support in the school. So that's not uh, only with regards to international uh, students from different ethnic uh, backgrounds, but also with regards to students uh, with other underrepresented backgrounds. So that's uh, one of the initiatives that uh, were uh, implemented by Pali where uh, students obviously have their personal tutors who tutor their groups and uh, we try to really detect uh, students who are not showing up in classes who might experience difficulties and to follow up and to systematically direct them to student well-being services to support their well-being. And uh, one thing to say about the School of Psychology is that this school is really fantastic with, fantastic with regards to commitment to diversity. This has been systematically modeled from the high levels of management. Uh, this head of school is involved in our group. And uh, there's been a lot of emphasis on SWAN internationalization and EDI initiatives. And uh, I think that just seeing uh, people from underrepresented backgrounds in positions of power and being able to provide mentoring is also quite a good resource for students. Looking ahead, as usual, I'm going to bring negativity to the table. <laughs> I mean, I want to be optimistic about the future, but uh, change is slow. And uh, personally, I often have the impression that for my own mental health, I need to accept that change is slow. And just uh, whenever I'm discouraged with the slowness of the change, it's nice to just keep repeating myself that I need to persevere with however small the actions are, even if it's just correcting some broken links within the university or within our department that lead to EDI-related websites or uh, making the sort of small incremental change. Uh, and uh, it, one danger is that because we are starting many of these conversations, they can lead to uh, intergroup divisions. So now, for example, we have competing dialogues uh, that are about uh, gender equality and that are about uh, EDI and that are about physical ability and uh, LGBTQ backgrounds. And there's a huge potential for conflict while we are all fighting against the unfair and uh, divisive hierarchies. So I think that one important goal to keep in mind is to keep this fight and to not to stimulate too many intergroup divisions because that's one danger on the way. I think I, I try to be positive and kind of thinking about the future, you know, I, I think um, you know, look into the future. I would hope that we can have, you know, we can have these kind of conversations, and people don't feel uncomfortable about them, and that you know, when uh, we can we can call people out, and it not you know, and not be such uh, a big you know a big deal. You know, even if it's you know incidental or you know people don't mean to cause offence. You know that we can have these conversations as grown ups because I think in my experience. Sometimes it can't be the conversation can't be had, you know, in terms of one side or the other feels very much, you know, that they're right and argue maybe quite aggressively in, in favor of their point of view. But yeah, I would just hope that you know we can all be kind of um, get to a point where it's safe and it's okay to have these conversations and that they, these are not meant to be an affront to anyone in particular, but that we can be, I think, just a bit more mature about it, really. With thanks to Dr. Maglena Ryklovska and Dr. Paddy O'Connor of the School of Psychology, 
For more on the Reco Network, visit go.qub.ac.uk slash rec network. For more on the Charter Podcast, visit our website go.qub.ac.uk slash charter podcast and follow us on social media at QUB Engagement. 